0: Based on the graphic novels by Mike Mignola, Hellboy caught between the worlds of the supernatural and human battles an ancient sorceress bent on revenge. <gasps> <Ooh. laughs> All right, um, I think that uh, you had less problems than I had with this movie, yet I still wasn't fully disappointed at this movie. At the same time, you know, okay, um, I think uh, my problems just to lay them all out there is uh, first off more than anything else, this does not have the collective charisma of the del Toro films. No, it does not. And that, that fucking bugs me because there's other, this movie has a lot of good things going for it. And if it had that stuff, I'd be like, Oh fuck, this is amazing. I'm glad that they chose to, you know, to go in this direction. Well, you know? Neil Marshall you said his name in this like kind of a, a condescending way. <laughs> Neil Marshall. Shut up. <laughs> oh,
1: there we go. Here we go. Um, he's bald. He is. I feel sorry for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was so sorry for him. money he's making.
1: He did uh, Dog Soldiers, directed Centurion. He did uh, two episodes of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did the Watchers on the Wall game episode. Of he game did of Thrones.
0: The Descent. Have you ever seen the descent? Uh, the descent. No. Yeah, you know where the chicks go underground, um, spelunking. And yeah,
1: I, I know. I know what it's about. Yeah. Uh, no.
0: Well, it's not a bad movie. It's not fucking bad at all. I don't. Yeah. It's
1: a good horror film. No. He did a time uh, Westworld, and he did an episode of Lost in Space as well. So he's got a pretty good track record.
0: Yeah, and I, I, you know, I can't. I don't think I can blame him for the for the overall film, unless he was part of the writing crew or the casting crew. But he is the director, though, right? I, um. Yeah,
1: and, well, it starts off with Hellboy in Mexico, just so that you guys know. Which was cool. And I like that. Yeah, and, and if you're a fan of... If you're a fan of Nacho Libre. <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan of...
0: Luchador.
1: Okay, why I can't... Sometimes Wikipedia people don't link properly on Wikipedia... The, okay, so the film draws inspiration from The Darkness Calls, The Wild Hunt, The Storm and the Fury, and Hellboy in Mexico, but it opens with Hellboy in Mexico. Yeah.
0: And Hellboy in Mexico. It's when he went to go find that agent that was missing. Correct. The dude, he finds him in the middle of a fucking wrestling ring or boxing ring, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. In 1956, Hellboy caravans across Mexico, vampire
1: hunting with luchadores. Finding the Aztecs' gods, fighting evil turkeys, and <laughs> Frankenstein's monster, and drinking way too much tequila. That would have been hilarious to see some evil fucking turkeys. Yeah. Well.
0: Okay. Oh, that that fits. Doesn't that fucking fit with my flick of the week?
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> nice tits, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: stupid fucking movie. <laughs>
1: um, and Magnolia was good. W- it was okay with that. It's not necessarily does it doesn't fit within, uh. The, the timeline that they're trying to go with, but if you noticed, I mean, the, they there wasn't a lot of cell phone usage in you know or or real technology used in the in this movie. Like, uh-huh. you, I mean, they used cell phones and whatnot, but
0: well, that's because all Mex- Mexicans are savages. No, no,
1: no, that's but, why we're building a movie wall. You dipshit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's racist. You're racist. <laughs> well, I was doing it in the Jim Gaffigan way, you know. And then here we go.
1: Darkness calls.
0: If you notice in the comic Hellboy, if you you know put aside his uh, his uh, whammer, um, he's not. He, I mean, he's tall, but he's not fucking buff like he is in the movies. He seems to be a little more slender. I mean, well, he's not really buff in the. In the comic. Look-see. That's what I mean. You know, in the movies, they make him look fucking, you know, like. Yeah. They look, it looks like he's out of a fucking yeah, uh, a Danzig video and shit. Uh, not really.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. And, oh, Baba Yaga. Okay. So, Darkness, darkness calls. Um, there are several plot lines. Uh-huh. Uh, you have uh, the three witches. You have.
0: Uh, the Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, and and a bunch of other... um, Rasputin was mentioned. I mean, they show him in the the, uh, flashback scene. Right. Oh, Um, the Grugach of Lane Sounds like something you get on your fucking nether regions. Stop. I got a good strong case of the Grugach. Please stop. Oh, no. They were reading off on this shit, dude. (laughs) And they could have used
1: any one of these books just totally as as the basis for the film? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean, and then they got the, the wild hunt, the storm and the fury. Uh,
0: I would have been down for a Hellboy in Mexico straight up. I th- I, I I would think that that would have been cool. Um, I mean, look, they even had the dude with the uh, the fucking antler, uh, you know, with the, I almost said topiary, <laughs> with the uh, the goddamn uh, taxidermied uh, deer head on. Yeah.
1: So uh, the see the Wild Hunt is is what I think that this is mostly um, based off of. But see, you got the Grugach again, uh, Morgan
0: Lefay. I let's get into the movie. Let let us. So the um, I like the whole Mexico sequence. I thought that was really cool, and it was a, it was a cool fight. Nice introduction to the character. They didn't start the film off with some origin bullshit, you know. And It was, it had a little bit of humor to it. It didn't have as much humor to it as, as Ron Perlman's um, Hellboy would have had, but that's okay. Uh, but all in all, I like the whole Mexico sequence, you know. But now that I read that there were evil turkeys, I I really wish they had been there. Now I might have to change my whole opinion about that sequence. So that, see, when I talk about it, that's when you're supposed to cut and go and say what you like about that Mexico scene.
1: Just continue on. I'm not ready
0: yet. (laughs) All right. Um, Oh God! What, what happened right after that? Oh, uh, it does the um the the flashback to the uh, to the uh, Mila Jovovich's character, right? And then uh, no, where does the uh, God damn it? Did it start or did it, it start started off with the Mila Jovovich? That's right, it did. See, and the, her being decapitated by King Arthur. Yeah, and I bet you like that because you love anything that's King Arthur related, except okay. except Guy Ritchie movies, and uh, so. Uh, he, uh, that leads into my other problem with this movie. I didn't care for Mila Jovovich's character at all, not at all. I, she felt like a a worthless villain. Like the movie could have just focused on Hellboy doing others, all the shit he was doing, and she wasn't even in the movie at all. It, it it just didn't feel important. Like Baba Yaga felt like a way more important villain in this movie than than uh, Jovovich's character. Right, but Baba Yaga's.
1: I, I agree with you. Um but she's not. She's she's a,
0: yeah, the blood queen.
1: What what is it about this movie that that you didn't like? Other
0: than uh, okay, other than the blood queen and the charisma, um, I also didn't care for most of the characters. Like the psychic chick, I liked her a little bit. She 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 showed promise. You know that she could become. She could have more more. Um, what didn't you like about her? She's not a good t- as good a tag along as um, as what we've seen with, uh, you know, Abe. Why? Abe and Hellboy, you know, in, in the previous film. Um, I, oh, God. How do I just... She just doesn't... Her character didn't sing out to me, you know? She didn't suck. She didn't suck. I was glad for that, but it wasn't... It You know, it's hard to watch this without comparing it to the previous films. And so, you know, if you're going to have people tagging along, it's like, okay, she felt like... Might as well have been Myers, in a way, you know, from the first Hellboy movie, right? Where you know the the film focuses around the Myers character, and then so I knew I was waiting for you to do that. Um, oh God, it's it's hard to put a full on finger <laughs> on her character, but you know she was okay. She didn't like. I, I, that's all I can say. She was just okay. She didn't suck, but I, I want I wanted more from it. I I wanted more um, more exuberant characters. And then than say her, and then also the same thing with Daniel Day Kim's character. He just seemed like he was there to be this fucking disapproving asshole for the most part, you know. And then of course he's a hypocrite because he's a fucking monster himself, right? Uh, and so for the most part, his character didn't seem that important as well. It that that's what bugs me about the movie. Another thing that bugged me was Ian McShane's um, character of uh, you know father. Uh, not 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 the performance but what they ended up ultimately doing with him when john Hurt's version died in the first hellboy movie there was a resonance to it it felt fucking important it it worked well with the movie but this time when he died it felt like a fucking cheap plot device and it just it it felt completely unnecessary it didn't work at all and i'm like that's it that's all we're going to get from this fucking character that's it so that bugged me uh and those, I mean, when you add those, those was it those three problems up or those four problems up that I've already mentioned, that hurts this film big time. Even though I have a lot of positives to say about it as well.
1: What I'm sorry, say that again. What hurts this film?
0: Okay, the uh, the treatment of uh, Ian McShane's character, his father, um, dying at the end. The way he was just killed, it just felt like a it felt like a a, plot, a cheap plot device. You know? Yeah. yeah. All right. And like I said, when John Hurt's version got killed in the first Hellboy, the original Hellboy movie, if you felt it, it, it was important to the, to the progression of Ron Perlman's Hellboy. You know, it was important to the movie. It felt like, you know, okay, you can accept it because it, you've, you know, it was important. Um, this time around though, it didn't feel important at all. It, it just, no. So that, that bugged me. So you combine that with the lack of chariz- charismatic characters, um, it didn't have it, there is some style. There's definitely some cool style to this movie with the monsters and the backgrounds and, and, and locations and stuff, but it still didn't have that hit, that that fucking Del Toro um hit like it should. And that, that bugged me as well. And uh and then, you know, then you have the other character side characters who aren't as good. And that's it. I but like I, I disagree with the side character thing, but okay. Okay. Um look I and I like David Harbour. Um, I thought they could have maybe, uh, they could have given him maybe a little bit more to say, but overall I didn't, I didn't, he didn't bother me. You know, he seemed like, uh, you know, with, with good writing that he could be a, you know, a good su- successor. Is it su- success or success? I don't fucking know. He could be a good successor to, uh, Ron Perlman, you know, in the role. So I didn't have a problem with him at all. And, uh, I, you know, and I, because as as I know you're going to bring this up about the makeup, but I didn't have a problem personally with his makeup because I thought that the way he looked, his face, he looked more evil, like more like a monster, which that's how everyone sees him, right? Everyone sees him as, as a monster and not the human inside, right? So that – his makeup didn't bother me, you know? It seemed like Ron Perlman's version of the makeup, um, it looked more comic book friendly or, you know, like you know, public friendly than <laughs> – <laughs> than Harbor's version of makeup. So, that, that that those are my 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 positives. Oh, well, and the, oh, this movie also has some really cool action sequences, just like the other Hellboy movies had, you know. help the other Hellboy movies had a lot of cool action sequences. And this one also is, is the same, you know. There was some stuff that grabbed your attention where he's fighting the giants and and um, you know, the the, the final battle at the end and and you know, all of it has something to give. All the action, the whole Mexican, you know, fighting in the ring sequence. and Ron thing.
1: Perlman's version of Hellboy looks more like Hellboy than David Harbour's version of Hellboy.
0: When you look at them, those two versions next to each other, I, you're right. I can see that. My problem with David Harbour's version of Hellboy is the facial makeup. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you look at his facial makeup— mm-hmm. Like in the opening scene, it looked like the left eye brow yeah was drooping, and then there was a scene where he was cutting his horns yeah, and you know in, in, in wherever he was at he was in BPRD yeah, and you could physically see the horn moving. You could yeah. see the makeup moving.
0: Yeah, I did notice that as well. I forgot about that until you mentioned it, but yeah,
1: and and, and if you look at the way that everything is done, like. When when Ron Perlman's character is, like, he even was shaving his horns at one point. Yeah. The, the way that it's done, see, it just, the, the makeup is so much better. And this is not anything against, I mean, because that makeup looks really good right there. The problem with the David Harbour makeup is, like, he's got scars on him and everything, and he's supposed to heal. Those scars go away.
0: Okay, so you didn't like the fact that he looked like war battle, you know, yeah. battle like battle fatigued on his face and stuff yeah, like that. And, yeah, and, and that's that's where it comes from. I mean- If he heals, why the fuck would he have scars? Okay, I got, yeah, got. Exactly. It's just the way that- Must have been a bad fucking wound then. <laughs> even, even then, I
1: mean, it, it, he heals. Yeah. The, the scars go away.
0: What if? What if? I mean, I, I know there could be an excuse, a reason why those gardening like you could throw in some. Well, he was hit with a certain kind of weapon. No, that- it heals.
1: The scars go away. He's hellborn. He doesn't scar. It's explained. But that's not. That's 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 neither here nor there. I mean, you can see like right here where there's all these little marks and stuff like that. And I, I guess I could be okay with that. But my problem stems from the fact that it's just. It doesn't look natural. No. That's my problem. It See, like if you look at David Harbour's, here we go. If you look, see his face right there, yeah. I mean, it looks more skull-like than anything else, the way that it's set up. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks kind of, you
0: know. Look, it, it def- his body definitely looked better than Perlman's because he's got hair and shit. It looked more realistic. Yeah, and I, that w- that's all fine. I'm, I was fine with that. My issue
1: stems from the face. In the horns, yeah, and it, and again, I mean, it's it's just a it's a minor thing,
0: yeah. But again, that could be a very
1: important thing. <laughs> but when it comes right down to it, it's it's very important. It's it's almost like it feels like it was almost just like an afterthought. Like, I
0: wonder, I wonder if they did that on purpose so that he didn't look too much like Ron Perlman's version. It's
1: it's possible, you know, his, look his horns are off a little bit. Yeah, his horns are off a little bit. I'm fine with that. That's not see, but like right here. Well, it's just
0: like with women, there's plenty of women that where their tits aren't exactly the same size. Yeah, but like you see a skull right here,
1: where it's bumping out at the top of the horn, right there at the temple. Yeah, and then and then and then it comes in, you know, because you have the hair. But it looks like it comes in, and then you have the skull thing going right there. And where if you look at Ron Perlman's version, it's it's almost symmetrical. Yeah, this is what bothers me.
0: Uh huh. This the 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 makeup Ooh. is just that looks more like Tim Curry's devil, the the, the David Harbor one looks kind more like. Kind of, it reminds me a little bit of a Tim Curry devil. You mean loud uh, Legend from, from Legend? Yeah, I mean he's not the devil, but, you know, but he looks like the devil. But kind, of, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're almost right. Yeah, there's similarities. There's definitely similarities to it. That's a brilliant. That is fucking amazing. The it's, fact that that was done in the early '80s, that is goddamn amazing. Yeah, it is pretty brilliant but uh it's fucking beautiful man right but when it comes but
1: with with hellboy less is more mm-hmm. this is what you want for less is more and i and i think because that's know, how
0: the comic book was right yeah, yeah. you know it, it, it it's it's if you <laughs> 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 that's funny <laughs> i've been to the gym a little bit maybe all right yeah, that's not. Really <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Goddamn, dude, that, he, that, he did th- get jacked though. That's bigger than fucking Chris Hemsworth. Is, uh, her, uh, Chris Hemsworth in the first Thor, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and that was pretty fucking big. Yeah. So unless he was taking fucking supplements, unless he was Barry Bonding it. Now that shit's real. With the uh, jo- Josh I Brolin, I don't give a shit. Did you ever see his workout routines? Fucking I, amazing. I don't care about.
1: We're not. You know, not interested right now. I don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean. I, I so from the neck down, I like I like David Harbour's version of Hellboy yeah. better than I like uh, Ron Perlman's. Yeah, because Ron Perlman's. All,
0: yeah, Ron Perlman's chest, especially in Hellboy Part Two, um, it looked like he was wearing like a catcher's fucking. Um, yeah, chin, yeah you know, I mean, it just plate, it yeah. does
1: look fake. It's just like yeah, I, I can, I can, you can get away with it because you know movie. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just, I mean, it's glossy. and
0: Well, and also the movie was so fucking good that it made up for, you know, you know all those little problems. You're like, oh, I don't give a shit. Right. And,
1: but if you look at, if you look at Hellboy the comic in and of itself. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's supposed to be younger. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that. Well,
0: he's supposed to look like forever younger, right? Because he ages extremely slowly.
1: Well, no. I mean, he's supposed to be younger. That's why he has the long hair. But see, he's real. See how skinny he is? Yeah. You know? But that's the way Mike. That's the way Magnolia draws him. You know, he can be skinny or he can be big or whatever. Yeah. Um, the other thing I liked about it was the that'd be, hand.
0: That'd be cool if he like Hulk out bigger or gets like just expand. Really?
1: If you look at if you look at the hand and the way they have it done in, let's see if we can get a good picture of it. That's permanent one. If you look at the way that they ha- they did the hand in in the, in the movie. Yeah, um, it's it's really fucking cool. Uh, they made it more more like the comic than they did anything else. Yeah. where it was flat, whereas opposed to the, the the Ron Perlman version. See if you look at there. There's a good picture of it. It's right more there. like Legos. <laughs> it looks like a Lego version of it. So if you look at the right hand of Doom.
0: Yeah, it looks like a Lego hand of Doom. That's a cool toy.
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it looks better. I and I, you know, I, I think that this version looks better yeah. than the Perlman version, which I didn't. I, again, we're not. I'm not comparing or contrasting because we both have our favorites, and I and I agree. I, I like the Del Toro version better because there are problems with with this movie in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a problem with David Harbor playing Hellboy. I didn't have a problem with Alice Monaghan. I didn't have a problem with Ben Dymo. Um. I didn't have a problem with any of the characters because they called for using Alice Monahan in this in this instance. Yeah, and if you read or are a fan of the Hellboy series, he's not always with Liz or Abe. Yeah, he goes on and does other things. And Alice is an earlier um, interest. You know, he saved her life, and yeah. then and then it, it goes on from there. Most of this story is taken from,
0: is it the Storm and the Fury? Hold on, I will. I like the the fucking the uh with the fairies when they stole the baby and the, the little pig, <laughs> the little fucking pigs uh, looked like the baby. That whole scene was cool. See that that whole scene right there, that whole sequence where Hellboy saves that family's baby, um, saves Alice. Um, that that reminded me of like what you know, like if Del Toro had done that, it was very similar. Yeah, most of most
1: of the movie is taken from The Wild Hunt. Um, and uh, I will uh, I will explain why and how uh, the Wild Hunt is the ninth collected edition in Magnolia's Hellboy comic book series. And what it does is uh, it tells an Irish and Arthurian legend, reprising several characters from the first introduced in Hellboy short story, The Corpse. Um, as with the Hellboy stories, generally, it was published by Dark Horse. Now the um, the, the, the beginning of of the Wild Hunt, Hellboy is in Italy. He's in the home of some deceased friends. He visits the funeral of the Dagda, king of the Irish family, uh, Irish fairies, uh, attended by several Tawatha de Dan. Those, What'd you call are, me? Those are uh, 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 um, leprechauns, basically. And also by Alice Monaghan, the baby he saved from the fairy changeling, the Grugach. Um, and that's from the Hellboy story, The Corpse. Hellboy receives an invitation. Uh, from British noblemen gathered to hunt giants who call themselves the, the Wild Hunt after the legend of Herne the Hunter. Um, Hearn the Hunter is, an, in English folklore, is a ghost associated with Windsor Forest and Great Park in the English county of Berkshire. He's said to naturally have antlers upon his head, ride a horse, torment cattle, and rattle chains. Um, he, the first or the earliest mention of Hearn Uh, comes from William Shakespeare. Uh, Meanwhile, at the site of Dagda's murder, a restless fairy army awaits the resurrection of the Queen of Blood, who the vengeful Grugach argues will soon rise to lead them in a war against Hellboy and humankind. Having joined the Wild Hunt, Hellboy and the Companions ride to a bridge where they will ambush a party of giants, but his fellow huntsmen betray and attack him, declaring that the devil shall never sit on the throne of England. Okay, so that's all taken from, like 99% of the movie is taken from this book. Yeah. And that's why – this is why I like it because it holds true almost – it holds almost true to the entire story um, of the Wild Hunt. And, in fact, uh, Magnola was saying that even the um, – when they went back and revisited the origin, it was actually closer to the comic book than um, um, del Toro's version was. So it w- was okay with that. Um I, I think that in, in terms of this movie, it could have been better. But the problem is the, – the, the problem with this movie stems from two things. People that are seeing it are expecting the the, the Guillermo del Toro stuff with yeah. Liz and Abe. And what they're not understanding is the fact that this movie is done by a guy who is a huge fan of Mignola uh-huh. and secondly is taken from the source material. Yeah. He's not he's added some things he's taken some things away but th- the source material is the the Wild Hunt and the Queen of Blood. Yeah. And the Queen of Blood is trying to return and yes Hellboy is the king of England. Mm-hmm. That's how it turns out in this book, you know. He yeah. he, he he is he's, he's part he's, of the bloodline. He's exactly, he's he's a direct descendant and that's that's how that's how it all it, if there was evolves. ever
0: a case to be made for tainted blood, I yeah. think it'd be that that right there. <laughs> yeah.
1: And 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 the thing is, um, with few exceptions, like they didn't put in, you know, when he was unconscious. When Hellboy was unconscious, he finds himself in the tomb of King Arthur before awaking to find the hunting party slaughtered yeah. by giants uh, they had been hoping to ambush. Uh, the little bird from Hellboy's dream makes Hellboy invisible, but Hellboy seeks out the giants and shedding his invisibility attacks them. That wasn't in the bo- That wasn't in the movie. Um, while that's going on, the archdevil Astaroth appears to the Grugach, hears his story, gives him a chalice filled with the blood of an entire English village that Astaroth had just killed. The Grugach pours it onto a crate that, contain- that contains the remains of the blood queen and she rises from it instead of Instead of the Grugach going and finding all these iron boxes and stuff like that, I like the idea of the Grugach actually having to go out and find these iron boxes individually. Yeah, um, I like that character, the Grugach, because he was such a piece of shit, and he he embodies this whole idea of of uh, miserable cunt. Yeah, you know, he's he's a badass, but when when he's confronted with people that are stronger with him, you know, yeah. So, so basically, he's a bully. He's a big bully. Yeah. Right? And having concluded his fight with the giants, which he remembers ruefully, Hellboy visits Alice's cottage. So, in, in Ireland, it turns out that in the in the movie, it's it's her, it's an apartment. It's she rescues him. Her, not a flat. Yeah, a okay. lifelong friend of the fairy. She's been expecting him since Dagda's funeral and takes him to a hillside to meet fairy queen Mob. That's not in the movie. Uh, The Queen of Blood accepts a delegation from the witches, punishing several who were responsible for betraying and killing her. That does happen in the movie. She begins to assemble her full army. In Ireland, Alice and Hellboy wait for Queen Mab, discussing their responsibility for the brewing war. Uh, That doesn't happen in the movie. Hellboy flashes back to his brutal combat with the giants and then confronts his new guide, who he assumes is working for Queen Mab, and who repeatedly insists Hellboy is an Englishman, despite Hellboy's protests. The contrary, uh, as Hellboy and Alice... Uh, follow through uh, a suddenly unearthly landscape. The two discuss Hellboy's recent death and resurrection from another story called The Island. Under, until their guide announces that in Revenge for All the Fairy Creatures, Hellboy was killed in his career. He has led them into an ambush. Hellboy and Alice are besieged by a horde of pygmy fairy savages wielding poison-tipped weapons. Uh, Alice is struck and killed. Uh, when three bird women arrive, killing or scaring off Hellboy's attackers, they tell Hellboy that their mistress has medicine for, or she's fatally poisoned. But she's fatally poisoned in this movie by the Blood Queen yeah. in the same exact way. Uh, she has to be transported um, to a. She has to be she has to be taken to a special place. Yeah, and that's and then. It also turns out that in in the book in the movie. Uh, they go and see um, um, Merlin, Merlin.
0: Oh, oh um, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, awaiting her own army, the Blood Queen confronts Grugach and promises to grant his prayers to be restored to the strength of his youth to have his revenge on Hellboy. But same thing in the movie. Uh, meanwhile, Hellboy outside the Flame Ring Castle is told that he's been brought to it in order to defeat Elagos, a Duke of Hell commanding a troop of demons. The Demon Battlers, Hellboy on. I'm ba- oh, sorry, the demons beat the shit out of Hellboy until, in return for a promise of favor, should he claim his throne, uh, ignoring his pleas for mercy. Before racing Alice into the castle to be immediately and successfully cured with the antidote, the mistress of the castle appears and is revealed to be Morgan Le Fay. So the whole Arthurian legend is kind of coming to fruition in the ma- in the book. While um, we see something similar to this, but it's kind of a future vision yeah. of him, you know, killing people uh-huh. on a dragon, which is kind of cool. Um, the Queen of Blood receives a deputation from the dwarf king of Jutland. She rejects the get- king's gift of a crown and orders the king's tearful craftsman Ambassador, to return home and murder the king. Feed his heart to the forge. Make her a helmet suitable for the new incarnation of Babda, Maka, and Moriogin, Mor- Re- Mor the triple goddess of war. Um, Alice recovers from her poisoning. Morgan Le Fay tells Hellboy... <coughs> that his mother, who turns out to have been named Sarah Hughes, which, again, is in the book and in the movie, uh, his demon father's having been Azale, um, is the last in line for, of female descendants, all which is a Mordred, um, which means that Hellboy is Mordred's first male descendant and rightful king. Um, what happens is, while conveying Alice to a sickbed, she identifies Hellboy with the Red Dragon of Britain that Merlin identified under Vortigern's tower. Uh, she takes Hellboy to a garden pool where the sword Excalibur floats embedded in a stone, and this is different because in the movie, instead of taking him to uh, taking him to a garden pool, they took Alice to Merlin's Merlin's hiding spot. Find Merlin. the The whole garden pool scene actually happens, but it, Merlin brings up the 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 floating Excalibur and reveals that the Queen of Blood is the witch Nimue. Uh, who, following her seduction and defeat of Merlin, used Merlin's stolen powers to commune with Hellboy's nemesis? This doesn't happen in the movie, but it's you. It could it? It could. It could pave the path yeah. to leading into uh, Hellboy's nemesis, Ogdru Jihad, before being killed by her fearful fellow witches. Um,
0: the Ogdru Jihad is the um, is the main or the villains from. Uh the, the 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 you know the god villains from the first the original Hellboy movie for anyone that knows the ones that uh, Rasputin tries to uh, resurrect yeah they're the
1: central antagonists yeah. and they are not themselves active um, they're imprisoned the um, Morgan insists that to defeat Nimue by the way Nimue is the Lady of the Lake okay that's where she comes from—that's the name of the Lady of the Lake. We were, we actually looked it up. Um, is an enchantress in the Matter of Britain, the body of medieval literature and legend associated with King Arthur. She's the tart that threw a, the that threw the 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 stabby implement at Arthur <laughs> 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 to, to pull to pull from Monty Python. Some watery tart through lobs a lobs a scimitar at you. Yeah, doesn't make you the king of England.
0: <laughs> I still uh, got to watch the movies. I've seen the whole series, but now I haven't gotten to the movies yet.
1: Yeah, so Nimue is the lady of the lake. Uh she gave Arthur his sword, she enchanted Merlin, and she raised Lancelot from the dead after he had died. Um that's and that's really fucking cool that they're doing all this. Um Hellboy relives the conclusion of his fight with the giants in which his own bloodlust had apparently caused him and panels accompanied by quotes from the Book of Revelations to briefly settle into his destined role as Beast of the Apocalypse. And that's what that whole fight is about, by the mm. way. Uh, he awakens from his memories and Morgan leaves him dejected and shaken. And they did a cut scene when he touches, in the movie, he touches Excalibur yeah. and he goes into this, this whole thing where he relives yeah. this... His where 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 his bloodlust gets the best of where him. Where
0: he becomes a Nangun Rama
1: to yeah, you know, and he briefly settles into his destined role as the Beast of the Apocalypse. Yeah, right? so uh, walking through the castle, broods on the situation um, as Hellboy battles a reflection of himself. These are not. I'm trying to just cut through what's in and what's not in the book. Um, It doesn't say whether Alice actually dies or not. See, right here, uh, Hellboy explains that he does not trust Le Fay and that in light of the bloodlust he showed wielding a sword against the giants, he fears that he would do if he took Excalibur. Um, She argues rather rather than trusting what he's been told of his world-destroying destiny, he should trust Alice's faith in him and her desire for him to take the sword. He goes back to the sword and watched by Vasilia and Astaroth and from afar by Queen Mab and Dagda's old servant, Sir Edward Grey, and the witch doctor Malami, the Baba Yaga, and her servant Kaku. The three witches watching, scrying in the cauldron, he pulls a sword easily from the stone. Uh, he suddenly finds himself beside a living Alice, out on a hillside where they met Mab, dressed as if nothing had transpired, save that Hellboy is still holding the sword. So he went on this whole entire thing. That doesn't happen in the movie. In the movie, he grabs a sword, has a flashback, decides he doesn't want the sword. Merlin says you're you're you wasted, fucking, you wasted
0: all my powers th- yeah.
1: you're fucking with destiny and you yeah. wasted my time and then then he goes back to England then he
0: ends up grabbing the fucking sword anyway yeah, um,
1: <laughs> the Grugach begs Nimue to empower him as promised but then event he, he ventures that she lacks the power to do so she becomes enraged and banishes him from her service to wander off in tears um, in the movie he still becomes her right-hand man which is fine Hellboy and Alice wander down the hill and um, as Lady Hatton of the Osiris Club observes them in her scrying glass, see she had died in the movie, Lady Hatton. Um, when the club's newer members begin to panic over Hellboy's accession to kinship kingship, they are killed by the club's original seven members who explain that they have never that they have been waiting for Hellboy's kingship since eighteen sixty six when the spirit Larzid, also inspiration of longtime Hellboy adversaries, the Heliopic Brotherhood of Ra. I met Ra once. He's a close talker. Okay, that was in the movie. Uh, had appeared to them and granted them immortality, with which to await Hellboy's death in the final battle. Cutting off and seizing his world-controlling stone, right hand, uh, the craftsman ambassador from Jutland, having murdered his king for the heart, he has extracted to burn his fuel. tearfully holds up the helmet. He is reforged for Nimue in the form of a trio of ravens. Which again, uh, that's 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 that story. And then we get the finale of this movie. Um, I thought the Baba Yaga scenes were fucking cool. Yeah,
0: very cool. And uh, you know what? I had one problem with Baba Yaga. Just one problem. And it was the makeup. Most of the makeup, fucking amazing. Looked great. And the movement itself, really fucking cool. That creepy, you know, backwards crawling and all that shit. But what bugs me is when they're going to put that much fucking effort into making something like that look as decrepit and nasty as possible. Why didn't they do anything with their fucking tongue? And she had this bright, perfectly colored pink tongue that looked like a, you know, so it kept throwing me off. It kept taking me out of the scene because every time I saw her tongue as being a normal person's tongue, it- it, What did you expect it to be? um, I don't know. Use a little fucking, uh, like, put some dye in her mouth so the tongue is a different color or something.
1: Why would her tongue be a different color?
0: Because if the rest of her is all decrepit and fucked up, why wouldn't the inside of her mouth be as well? Why would it be? I just said why. Just because the outside is all fucked up doesn't mean the inside isn't it it it, it made me no. it made me no 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 it made me see a person in a costume instead no, of a fucking character
1: no, no, see i I disagree with that as well i mean it doesn't make any sense just because how do you know look when it comes to Baba Yaga, she's eating children for for fuck's sake uh-huh Maybe that's what's keeping her from completely decaying. Well, sure,
0: that can keep. That can keep. You so know, so I, I use as an excuse, but it why. doesn't.
1: But it doesn't make any sense. Have you ever met anybody that's fucking old that that has that their the, the the mouth is all decrepit?
0: You can tell that they're old. There's there's differences. There's there's definitely differences. Not always. The teeth are uh, you know different. That no. It, there's Billy like, D. Williams is 82 years old. Di- there's discoloration.
1: Billy D. Williams is 82 years old. huh. do you, Do you notice anything wrong with him?
0: Yeah, he's overweight. <laughs> okay, so he's overweight.
1: Do you see? Do you see where I'm getting at with this?
0: Yeah, but Billy D. Williams isn't a um a decrepit witch monster.
1: Even uh, I have to ask you this question. Well, how old was your grandmother? She was 81 when she died. Okay, and she wasn't in the best of shape. No. Right. So she was a little saggy and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Just like a normal grandma.
0: And she had dentures, yeah. Yeah.
1: But was her was she quote unquote
0: decrepit? No, she wasn't decrepit. She uh you know, but she had definitely uh you know, like you could s- less color, you know, duller. Like like you know, when you see, you know, she when her, her tongue was sticking out when she was eating something or something, you can you can see the dis- the, the age the discoloration and stuff like that. So what I'm saying is I see a character like this who's all that fucked up and then yet the tongue is vibrant and colorful. She
1: also had her eye plucked out and her hands cut off and her legs cut off. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, it didn't bother you. Great for you. It, it didn't. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that it would bother you when she's doing all these fucking splits and and fighting Hellboy and then all of a sudden like, like you get pulled out of the movie and I, I get it. I, I totally get it. People get pulled out of movies all the time but you got pulled out of a movie because her tongue is pink
0: okay it's like when you're watching movies set in medieval times and the characters all have bleached white teeth it fucking you know that that it takes away the realism of it it doesn't bother me um or when you're seeing someone who's in a costume playing a character and their eyes look fucking like normal person's eyes even though they're playing a monster or something it thro- it takes me out of the out of the fantasy of it but
1: again let's let, let's even let, let's 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 uh, talk about that so you see a person that's playing a monster who, ha- and they're in makeup, and you notice that they're human beneath it. Who's to say that the monster
0: isn't part human? I, dude, we're, I can't get into specifics right now. I'm not asking it it about specifics.
1: Who's to say that whatever character it is that's supposed to be a monster, and you and you notice that it's you know and, and and it's it's too human to be a real monster. Who's to say that the the monster isn't supposed to be part human? You know what I'm saying? I understand. I mean, I get pulled out of movies for one reason or another, and usually they have to be major gaffes.
0: Or like bad CG, really bad CG. Like this movie had a couple parts that the CG was off. Yeah. I mean, like
1: when the the blood in the tree uh, at the beginning of the movie, the blood coming out of the tree
0: near the end of the movie. I didn't, you know, that, that didn't bother me. It didn't bother you. It didn't bother me. You know what bothered me?
1: The, the, the fake looking shitty blood and the fake looking fucking CG bullshit that they did when they cut her in, into six pieces, when they chopped her head off, when when they were holding her head, when when the tree pulled the blood in, when she was pulling the blood out of the tree. All that stuff that that none of that bothered you. Not none really. of it. None of
0: it looked like fucking nineteen eighties goddamn garbage CG. No, when she got shot in the head and her fucking eyeball was dangling out, that looked fucking horrible. That was the cheapest CG I've ever. That seen. didn't even see. It didn't look that bad. That looked like a fucking cartoon. No, see the
1: see. No, I, I again. That's weird that you didn't. You didn't have a problem with the fake fucking blood. Like I, I'm okay with CG blood and shit like that. You 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 had a
0: problem with her getting shot in the head in the fake CG there, where her eyeball was hanging out. It was it was straight up like there was no there was no way I could believe that that was really her eye hanging there. It just looked. But so you didn't have cartoony. a problem
1: with any of the cartoony blood that fucking happened, you know, prior to that in the opening scene I at did, all. I didn't notice
0: it i serious. I How did you not notice it? It was a major p- plot point. Because she's magical. So I, I don't expect her blood to look exactly like everyone else's anyway. It's a fucking major plot point. Hey, there's times where I don't notice fucking bad acting. Okay? Sometimes I don't notice bad CG. It was literally the entire opening sequence. <laughs> it, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't notice it like you noticed it. Okay. Look, call me petty or not. If you it's want, it's not. It's not petty. I just no, no. This is about Baba Yaga. Call me petty if you want. But seeing a vibrant pink fucking tongue, in on on a decrepit fucking face, it just completely took me out of the goddamn but, moment uh, for a minute. But the the
1: problem is, is that Baba Yaga is ever living. So at some point, I mean, it has to be.
0: I, <laughs> that's sorry. your opinion. It's, it's fine. It would have been nice if they could just put it like a, I don't know, maybe just a little bit of black dye or something in their mouth. Because so
1: that would have made it look worse. Something,
0: but th- th- it would have it would have just made it look stupid if they had done that. Look, th- these people are, are paid millions of dollars to fucking come up with shit. They could have sold me a little bit better. Okay, I normally don't like
1: ask- complaining about tongues and in, in the in ninety nine percent of the CG that's in the fucking movie is shit. <laughs>
0: Like, even what, when he was fighting the Giants?
1: No, the Giants was fine. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Hold on. Dude, I know you tried to show me the blood stuff, but just... I, it...
1: Like, I just can't believe that you didn't fucking notice that scene when it was it was the entire goddamn plot point of the movie. Yeah. And you didn't pay attention to it. I saw it. No, but you didn't pay attention to it.
0: I, what, what am I supposed to pay attention to? It's the entire plot of the movie. Yeah, that her blood went into the tree. Okay. You, you know, like when I'm trying to make you see something the way I see it and you can't, it's the same way right now. It's just, it's a vice versa, man. No, but uh, no, uh, like you no, don't even no. see it at all. No, I could tell it was CG. I just, it didn't fucking bother me like it bothered you. Like it, it was, it was- to I'm me, not
1: talking about the blood going
0: into the tree. <clears throat> I'm
1: talking about the blood being extracted from her a little bit when she cut herself and it came out of her body.
0: Oh yeah, that didn't bother me either. That was the shittiest CG ever. I did. It was just fucking
1: horrendous. But you have a problem with pink tongues? Yes. <sighs> <laughs> Fuck you. Hey man, they it, no no go all no, out or no, fucking no, don't go. No don't, no you know, yeah. no. Sorry, no. You, you can't have it both ways. You can't you can't be fucking ignorant about all the other shit that's going on. Hey, and they, they should complain si- they, about a fucking pink tongue. They
0: should have shitty CG their fucking tongue. <laughs> They that shitty, makes no goddamn sense. They could have shitty CG the inside of uh, Bobby mouth. That was cool looking when that thing was walking through the through uh, the the bridge. Oh, Baba Yaga's, yeah. Oh, that thing! Yeah, yeah the, that was, the big demon. Yeah, I like that. It was, <laughs> it was fucking cool. That that style reminded me of Silent Hill. Yeah, there was
1: some fucking cool demons. Yeah, was, when they God, out, just grab that guy's eaten. fucking
0: face and ripped his whole face, you know, off.
1: Oh yeah, it just tore the skin off. Yeah, that was that cool. Was,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. There's, I mean. Overall, I mean, I can recommend this movie, oh, yeah. and I'm I, I'm probably going to end up buying it when it comes out on DVD, uh, just because I'm a Hellboy fan and I want to see the extended scenes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. There are, I mean, look this this shit like King Arthur, the, the <laughs> yeah, the guy Ritchie one, the guy Ritchie version of
0: King Arthur, yeah, with Jax Teller playing uh, playing uh, the, what was it the young King Arthur, <sighs> yeah hold on a second I need to look something up which is funny because Del Toro likes using this guy Charlie Hunnam in his movies now okay
1: so that movie cost 175 million dollars to make god it made 148 yeah and Hellboy not even
0: the Brits wanted to see
1: it Hellboy cost 50 million dollars to make yeah they should have they should have spent 55 (laughs) shut up And, and like I said, I, I can agree. I, I think that what they did with Brute Holmes' character doesn't make any sense. Um, some of the Alice stuff doesn't make any sense. Um, I, it was just there for like the gore factor. Uh-huh. Like with, but I I like the idea of how she communicates with dead. Yeah, that was like that the that, fucking rise out of her. Yeah,
0: that was very creepy and Hellboyish. Hell um, yeah, th- there was a lot of things that were that, that worked really well. It just. You know, and look, I don't, I didn't, I didn't expect you know, um, uh, oh God, uh, Selma um, Blair, Selma Blair's character to be in there. You know, Liz and, and and Abe, they didn't have to be in the movie, but if you're gonna, if you're not gonna have those guys, have someone in there that that holds that that you know grabs my attention more. Even remember um, Jeffrey Tambor's character in the first in the first two Hellboy movies, right? How he's always the disapproving asshole. Why does there somebody have to be, why can't Hellboy hold your attention? No, no you're, you're not, this is what I'm trying to get at. All the people around I know, him. Well, I am asking you yeah. to kind of explain it with. All the people around him in those those first two movies, everybody had worked. They had a good place in those movies. Even Myers, because they didn't overdo Myers, okay? Okay. The, everybody had something to to give and so they felt important to the movie. What? Okay? What's your point? This time around, all these other people around him didn't feel that important to me. Even Ian McShane's character didn't feel that important to me. That's what I'm trying to get at. They didn't, there was just something that was off about them that didn't, just, it, it, this movie felt like it was taking a step back, okay, instead of progressing or just at least equaling or progressing. Yeah. How is it taking a step back? all the negatives i already mentioned you know the those those other movies are very memorable i remember those movies very well and like this is cl- as close to the fucking comic as you'll ever get and that's fine and, and, if you, and if the you can, del
1: toro stuff isn't
0: and well and i didn't read the comics so that's it's going to be a. Di- it's like constantine right with the the movie constantine i fucking love that movie you hated it and one of the reasons is because it goes completely away from the, the way the comic book yeah was. it's garbage Okay, and I've and trust me, I've tried to watch that
1: movie multiple uh-huh. times. Yeah, and again, all I can do is like I I I watch the TV series. I'm like, I'm totally into it. And I because, like the series, yeah, because they're attempting to recreate the comic, you yeah. know, and do it not everything's going to be straight out fucking, you know, uh-huh. ban the comic. But when you watch the movie Constantine, yeah, you and you read the comic, and then you watch the TV series, you're like. This fucking movie sucks.
0: Yeah, I've, I've. There's a part of me that has stayed away mostly from, uh, uh and it's uh, not Keanu Reeves' fault. No, it's just I, a garbage movie. I, I love that fucking movie. I love the characters. I love the sense of humor it's got. Then I they love, should have called it something else. I love the visuals, and that's fine. And and that, and look, it's easier for me because I didn't, I didn't know really anything about John Constantine, than you know the comic. So it didn't, t- it wasn't tainted for me. So let me ask
1: you this. When you find something that you like, do you actually delve into it and find out all you can about it, or do you just like it for whatever reason?
0: I do now, but I like when Constantine came out. I, I didn't. So you, you didn't do any re- you didn't go back and try to read
1: the books or anything else like that. No, I didn't want to say you didn't do any research yeah. because. That's not, because what I do is that if I find something that I like. Yeah, you go all up in I, that I, shit. I fucking, yeah, I jump up its you ass. You fucking cornhole it, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> you and, put on the rubber gloves. <laughs> yeah,
1: and like in this movie, so yeah. in in the sequence where um, Hellboy is uh, resurrected, yeah. so they go back to the origin, and you see Lobster Johnson come out, uh-huh. that sequence in the comic book Lobster Johnson's character is, is um, Liberty Bell or something. It's one of the kids, as a character that was created by John Byrne, yeah. Liberty something or other, and they and um, Neil Marshall was going to put him in there, and, and Neil's writing the script, and he sends it off to Magnolia. Says, uh, "I want to use the Liberty guy. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do the sequence, but you know, uh, whatever." And and and. And he had asked permission to use this character. He's like, I don't. He's like, this is John Byrne's character. I don't know if that's gonna work out, but I'm gonna. We want to use it, and and like, I don't own the rights to that character. That's his character. Um, He let me use him, and and this is how Lobster Johnson got in the movie, (laughs) because when McNally wrote it, he didn't have the character Lobster Johnson created at that point in time. So he's like, that would be perfect. Put him in the movie instead of. In, in place of the Liberty character, and then we'll go from there, because uh, it's a lot easier for me to, you know, add things as we go along. It's kind of a retcon, but it needs to be done anyways because I can't use Burns' character. And if we did put in Burns' character without his permission, he would yeah. fucking shit a brick. So let's just let's just keep it as simple as possible. Use use this character, Lobster Johnson, because it actually fits in with the timeline that he's in anyways and blah, blah, blah. So that's what that's what I liked about this movie is that they were actually going to use a lot of stuff that um, they couldn't use yeah. because of rights and whatnot. But for the most part, um, <laughs> like when they use Ben Dymo and they use Alice, uh, uh, those characters, and I agree, I totally agree, those characters could have been a little bit better. Uh, but this is not, not their movie. It's exactly yeah. it. this is not a Liz Abe Hellboy movie. Yeah, this is a Hellboy movie where he goes and visits these people. And he's like
0: alone. He's he's like even when he's with people, he's still alone. Exactly, and yeah. that's that's what they're trying
1: to. Yeah, I can see that. That's what they're trying to pull off. Is the that, Del
0: Toro's ones felt more <laughs> like it was all collaborative? You know, right? And that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah,
1: because he's he's in this movie. He's he's learning to be. Yeah, in in in. The Del Toro stuff. Yeah, he's still learning to be, but he's closer to the end than the beginning. Yeah, meaning that his he's his relationships with people are better, and that he he's accepting of who he is for the most part. Yeah, he's still got some growing to do, but this movie is him. it's it, it's essentially him as a thirteen-year-old kid. Yeah, throwing temper tantrums being a wise cracking wise ass being a complete dick. And then he's lear- also learning that he's the fucking antichrist. <laughs> well, no, he's not the antichrist. He's the he's he's absolutely not the antichrist.
0: He's, he's I mean he's destined to be the destroyer he's, of the world. He's the
1: destroyer of worlds, that's not the antichrist. Completely different. Don't not this isn't potato potato. He, the, the, the destroyer of worlds and the antichrist are two completely separate fucking individuals. The antichrist is is the son of the devil, who fights Jesus. So when when fucking Antichrist, it's, he's he's the anti Jesus. That's
0: why I, I'm I said that because he you know, but he's not the Antichrist. He's the destroyer of worlds.
1: Like Michael is is uh, the the leader of the pack for 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 uh, the angels. So I am Legion. I am destroyer of worlds. So he's basically Legion. So when but he he is not he's not the devil's son. He's a Zeal's son, who is a he. You know, he's not Lucifer's son. He's a Zeal's son, so that's why he's not the Antichrist.
0: So this has brought up an interesting uh, question I've got for you: is yeah. that how is it that you're okay with movies that are based on real events changing a shitload of things to fit with the narrative, but yet you you don't have a problem with that? But yet you have a problem when they change comic books as much as they change Constantine from the original source material.
1: Because if you're going to Okay, so real world event movies, uh-huh. you have to have a sense of, you live in the real world. I live in the real world. Yeah. Okay? When real world events happen, let's take Rogue Rogue One, Mission uh-huh. Impossible, yeah. any of the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, or, Rogue, you mean Rogue Nation? That's what I meant. Rogue <laughs> Nation, <laughs> yeah. not Rogue One. Um, or uh, James Bond, or uh, any movies that, you know, like um, uh, I Am Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Or escape from New York, when it when it involves real world and stuff like that that changes things, where they blow up bridges and yada yada yada. You have to you have to set aside the real world stuff. Okay, that's it's not the world that we live in. It's a different world. Okay, it's still it's it's a fictional world. Yeah, and that's why that's why I don't have a problem with it. So yeah, so, <laughs> okay, all right. So you so that you understand what's going on. In in my head,
0: because there's certain movies that really fucking bug me when I found out that they changed so much from the real events. You know, just to fit, make the movie more entertaining or whatever. Like Foxcatcher, they changed the shit. W- okay, uh,
1: okay, and I understand that,
0: <clears throat> and that does bother me as well. Or
1: Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, that doesn't bother me as much, uh-huh. um, because uh, ultimately, are you entertained by the story?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I walked away fucking energized.
1: Okay, so b- Bohemian. Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't have a problem with most of that, yeah. Because a, it tells a story. B, it's the way that it's the way that the queen wanted. Well, yeah. let's just say it's the way the queen wanted it. Yeah. And and C, I think it has a lot to do with um the, the story and the way it was mm-hmm. up until the douchebag director got fired.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Singer. I. I didn't say the full name.
1: Don't say the name at all. His name is banned from he who must not who who shall not be named. All right, fine. Um, when when he got when he got let go, the movie was eighty percent done, yep. so they couldn't go back and reshoot it. And you know that may have a lot to do with the way that it turned out because the director is ultimately responsible for the product, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I didn't have a problem with the way that they changed things in Bohemian Rhapsody because you have a two-hour movie to tell a story that. Is very complicated, and and you're and you're dumbing it down. Yeah, right. Um, Foxcatcher, the same thing. They're they're doing it for entertainment purposes. Um, if you want the real story, read the book, et cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. Or
0: like American Made with Tom Cruise. Like when you go back and read about the real Barry Seal, and there's a lot of shit they changed just to make the movie more entertaining.
1: Yeah, and and I didn't. Again, I don't have a problem with that because I was entertained by the movie.
0: Yeah, well, okay. the movie was fucking great. So
1: I, you know, um when they say based on a true story, we all know it's not based on a, a real, it's not based on anything. It's it's whatever whimsy and whoever is writing yeah. the movie at the time or directing the movie at the Just time. Just like
0: when you watch Zero Dark Thirty.
1: Right, or Black Hawk Down or this and that. Although I've heard Black Hawk Down is actually closer to the events yeah. uh, than most of uh, every other based on a true story movie. Um, uh, Hurt Locker, same thing. Yeah. But again, when it comes to real life movies, they change things, so I Lone Survivor. Yeah, Fuck. I, I intrinsically <laughs> just put that aside because I'm not there witnessing history. Yeah, or the real events. I'm there witnessing somebody telling me a camp story. Fire.
0: Okay, so you like almost like a Cliff Notes version?
1: Yeah, Cliff okay. Notes version. It's the winner. Ta- it's the winner's version. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Winners write history. Yeah, it's the or,
0: yeah, it's the King James version. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> or the Vatican's version. No. When it comes to comics, those are set in stone. Yeah, those are precious. Okay, <laughs> and when when you take like this is the reason why I like this movie. Mm-hmm. It does deviate from the comic. Okay,
0: which it, I mean, kind of has to in certain
1: ways. It and actually, it didn't. They could have just taken the comic and made the the fucking movie right out, straight out of the comic, which is what they basically did. They just fucking took some shit out of it that they didn't need to, um, because the story in the comic is ultimately better than the movie. The way that Magnola does it. Yeah. And if he had done the movie just like the comic, <laughs> you know, I think that you would have had a better movie. That aside, when it comes to comics in and of itself, what's written and what's shown on the screen. If you're going to take source material and you're going to do something like Constantine. Now, there's a million comic book movies out there. Doom. We could do video games as well. Ugh. Doom. Uh, Constantine. Constantine. Even the original Hellboy novel or movies, um, because they deviated greatly from when when you do that. If or Preacher the TV series, yeah, or uh, Constantine the TV series. If you are going to take Arrow, (laughs) perfect. Another perfect example. If you're going to take from source material, you better goddamn well use that source material. Because if you're going to take from the source material and not use it. Then what's the point? That there is n- that makes no sense to me, especially like with Constantine. They're taking from the source material, and there are some really good parts in that movie. <laughs> but they're using so little of the source material yeah. that it just th- there's no point.
0: Like they should have just made it a completely <coughs>
1: different thing. They they could have just called it a different name yeah. instead of you know Constantine based on DC Comics. Yeah, could you have know? just been
0: called Demon Slayer instead or something. Yeah, you know, or God Killer. Right,
1: or whatever they wanted to call it, and and then they could have said, you know, uh, inspired by Constantine or whatever. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but to take the rights and then and then just completely shelve any of the fucking any of the information that's used is garbage. Um, because what you're doing is you're just buying the rights to keep the rights. You're you're, you're hoarding, right? It's like buying books and not reading them. Yeah. You're just taking. You're taking this because somebody else is doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh well, the the Marvel's making fucking movies. Let's make movies too, right? So Marvel does all these movies. They have what twenty two movies now? Some shit forty six hours.
0: Let's see. Uh, Infinity War was the nineteenth. So then you had Ant Man and the watch twenty. Then Captain Marvel. Then so yeah, Endgame is twenty two. So yeah, twenty and then Spider Man. They've already done that as well. So twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. So they have twenty one movies. Well, you have the Hulk. Well, if you count if you count Angley's Hulk,
1: um, yeah, you have to. There's twenty two. There's apparently there there's forty six hours worth of Marvel movies, yeah. and AMC is going to show all of them before Endgame. Mm-hmm. So we have four fucking days of Marvel movies coming. Don't be
0: surprised though if they don't play Angley's Hulk.
1: I won't be, but there's supposed to be twenty. There's forty six hours. That's twenty two movies. Yeah. Um. So you have you have Marvel producing their movies. So when Marvel does their movies, Fox reciprocates and makes an X-Men movie, or a Fantastic Four movie, or a Deadpool movie, okay? But they didn't didn't really rely on Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool movie to Mm. be close to the fucking source material. Yeah. So we'll take Deadpool out of that. You have Fantastic Four, which was, what, three movies? Yeah. Three shitty movies. Well, two meh movies and one real shitty movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, Two kid friendly movies. Well,
1: yeah, but I mean, mean, we all want fucking superhero movies. Yeah. And then someone makes a goddamn Fantastic Four movie and then they make us, you know, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah. And it's. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. They're doing The Silver Surfer. It is so on point with the fucking comic and everybody hates it.
0: It just—it was missing a lot to it, you know. It wasn't missing anything.
1: It was so on point, like Doctor Doom being so vain because he cut himself, yeah, shaving or whatever the fuck it is. He wears a—he wears a mask. It was so goddamn on point. I was just because I, I went—I went back and just checked out some of them. I, I was doing research for Marvel movies and whatnot. Yeah, and and Fantastic Four and how would they incorporate, you know, the Richards Building into, <laughs> in, into the Marvel universe? I was just yeah. you know. You, you start thinking about that stuff because it was on. So I was just doing research, and and I started reading through all of that. I'm like, Fox really fucking did a good job of making these movies mm-hmm. to the point where, as cheesy as they were, the source material is right there. They yeah. followed the source material. Yeah, <laughs> I you know, and that, but they can't win because they're not Marvel.
0: I a few months ago I did my spring cleaning on on my DVD collection because I, I have so fucking many and. I was like, there's movies I'm never going to watch again. Why the fuck do I even own these, right? And well, what are you getting rid of? I, uh, God, I, I can't i off the top of my head, I can't think of which ones I got rid of. There weren't anything special. But um, two of them I got rid of were did the – Did you throw them away or did you give them to No, the I, ga- I gave them to a, um, my son's friend because oh, they, okay. they watch DVDs all the time. They watch those shit little movies. And I quit selling them to Dimple because Dimple was – they're just like GameSpot, right? They only give you cents on the dollar. Yeah, don't worry I don't care that about bullshit, that. bullshit, right? So, um, yeah, I just give away to people that appreciate it, and uh, you know, because I love people watching movies. And so, the the two Fantastic Four movies from the two thousands those those are two of the casualties. Yeah, because I'm like I'm never going to watch these again. If I and if I ever have the urge to, which I probably won't, I'll just watch them on fucking streaming. Yeah,
1: you know? and and I, and again, when it comes right down to it, the whole thing is is on point. Yeah. You know, with the origin stories and the way they look
0: and the suits and everything yeah. else, even the flying car, all that. And yet I didn't get rid of Green Lantern or Punisher Warzone or- Stupid. Or 2004 Punisher. You suck. <laughs>
1: Dolph Lundgren's the
0: Punisher. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's I the killing Punisher. Or, yeah, or David- ha- Or what was the, the one? David Hasselhoff. There's the one with the, Captain, the old Captain America from 1990 that never made it into theaters. Yeah. I remember so. the poster for that at the drive-in. It was there. I was like, oh, damn, they're coming up with Captain America. Oh, damn. Where'd it go? <laughs> so
1: uh, to to answer your question about the uh, the comics, if you're not going to use the source material yeah. <coughs> and you're not going to uh, uh, pay tribute to that comic in terms of yeah. uh, characters and how they're written, how they're supposed to be, then you're wasting everybody's time.
0: Yeah. You know what? There's there's movies I've seen. I, I off the top of my head, I can't think what it is. But there's movies I've seen where it was a really good movie. They just shouldn't have called it what it was based off of, like something you know that's already been established. Yeah, I agree. You know, and so I, I could see that with Constantine being that way for you. Luckily for me, when I first saw it, I didn't know anything about John Constantine, so I, I fucking loved it. And I'm a Keanu fan, even though you know he's not the greatest actor in the world. But I still love the movie because I loved every character in it, every actor that was in it. I loved it when Peter Stormare came up as the devil at the end. I fucking love that scene. You I, know,
1: it, It's just, it's a garbage movie.
0: I'm sorry, man. Sorry you don't, yeah, sorry you feel that way. Yeah. I'm sorry that you like it. <laughs> I'm sorry you like a shitty movie. I fucking love that movie.
1: It's, it's like watching Critters.
0: Crit- well, Critters is. Oh. It's a shitty movie. Do you compare Constantine and Critters? We're done. Here. No. Go I'm going home. Critters grabs my my like, uh you know fun, you know. So I watched the Critters movies when I was a kid, so there's always a part of Critters that'll be uh a part of me. Yeah. <laughs> Love the Kreites. All right. Um so yeah, we uh you know anyway, would you recommend Hellboy? Yes, absolutely. Um
1: it it's it, it follows the comic. Uh huh. Um, but it deviates a little bit because it yeah. adds a couple of stories, but for the most part, it follows the wild hunt 100%. Yeah. And th- and um, with few exceptions, uh, this movie, it, there's too many origin stories. Yeah. That's part of the problem. I mean, you need to have the Alice, you need to have the Alice, uh, uh, uh,
0: stupid brain. Yeah, the Alice origin when she was the a baby. Alice Monahan. That was fucking cool. That was a cool, I love the whole sequence. Yeah.
1: It worked, and the Daniel Day Kim thing has been Dymo. I I don't know if you really needed that character, but it's a good intro because you because ultimately down the line you're going to need him anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um. I didn't care for Ian McShane as Trevor Brutenholm dying. Yeah. I liked him as Trevor Brutenholm. But I just didn't care for him dying.
0: Yeah. It was. Yeah.
1: By the way, Ian McShane was good friends with John Hurt. I can see that. So. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church as Lobster Johnson, loved that. That was cool. That uh, was cool. He was in two scenes. Yeah. Uh, you, you. I mean, you, there's so much going on. Yeah. In this. In this movie. <laughs>
0: that. Um.
1: It, it,
0: it needs to be seen. Yeah. I mean, look. If you like Hellboy, you got to definitely see this movie. Um, and there's more positives going on with this than negatives. It, it definitely needs to grow. You know, there definitely need, there's room for major improvements, but overall, I do recommend this movie. It is not, it is not anywhere near as bad as the critics are saying. Right, it really is not. And you know, it it sucks that it's the movie's making as little as it as it is making because it premiered at like third place, I think, um, over the weekend. Yeah, and you just,
1: I think you got to give it time. I think it's got to make its money back. But you know, right now, between now and the end of the month. Before Avengers,
0: well, luckily there's nothing coming out this week. Exactly. So,
1: Um, Magnolia stated that he had minimal involvement when the decision was made to do another movie. I got involved, saying if you're going to do that story, don't do this or that. Change this and that. He helped steer it. That's it. So, it's important when when the creator gets involved. Yeah. You know, um, and he 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 did a couple of interviews. Uh, that go a little bit deeper into what was his total involvement in the movies, and he took a couple passes at the screenplay. So um, he didn't want to do another origin story, feeling that Del Toro had already succeeded with that. Uh, he felt that the three-book arc that uh, gave the filmmakers an entryway back into the world of Hellboy and allowed them to expand beyond the comic. Um, that's uh, Mignola confirmed that The Darkness Calls, The Wild Hunt, and The Storm and the Fury... And you'll pull bits and pieces from other stories such as Hellboy in Mexico. Yeah. So that's that's what I liked about it. And that's why I wanted – that's why I think that when he's trying to steer away from the Guillermo del Toro stuff because that's your origin story. Yeah. And then everything else that comes after it, regardless of who's mo- making the movie or who's doing it, they're not going to revisit the origin story because it's already been done done to death.
0: Yeah, you don't need to fucking
1: Spider-Man it. And or
0: fucking Bruce Wayne, it holy shit. Yeah, exactly. God damn,
1: you know, and 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 there are more stories to tell with Hellboy than just multiple fucking origin stories. Yeah, so I think that's what's going to help it. What I would like to see them do um, is why not just make a fucking YouTube series? People will goddamn watch that.
0: Yeah, they're watching uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna. I'll. I think Cobra Kai is free now, right? They got rid of YouTube Red. I don't know. I don't so. care.
1: I don't watch that stuff. I don't watch YouTube.
0: Well, I heard the the (laughs) not at all. Mm. I heard the Cobra Kai series is actually very well done. Yeah, I'm not interested. And then the guy who played the the leader of the Cobra Kai. Yeah, I I know. I know the whole. Oh, whatever. Fine. I guess we don't talk anymore.
1: (laughs) No, we're not going
0: to. I already
1: I know the whole the whole deal with the uh, the whole return. Blah 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 blah. So, all right. Um. So, yeah, I would recommend this be only because if you're a fan of comics, you should see the movie. It's gory as shit. Yeah. So...
0: Not, no, well, not too gory for your mom. Apparently not. <laughs> it, wasn't <gory. laughs> it wasn't gory. It wasn't gory enough. Fucking bodies being ripped apart. and Faces being torn off. Goddamn. These, I mean, the part stabbed with the giants. Through. I mean, the giants alone, that scene, there was so much fucking gore in it. Yeah. yeah it was, legs being chopped
1: off. Yeah. And fucking people being stabbed in the face. Yeah some dude like there was a part in the movie where this fucking nightmare devil pops out of the ground and he's got this giant blade bone thing and he takes a guy and fucking whacks the guy right on top of the bone yeah and it just and and then he just drags the fucking dude right down it yeah and she's like it's not gory enough and i just turned and looked at her and i went did, you, did did you not just see that
0: Maybe she just saw Dead Alive or something. I don't know. <laughs> and
1: <it was> like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like mm. d- d- they're not eating the butt. I'm like, oh, there's a part where the dude got fucking cut,
0: split in half. Yeah, he got he got a uh, he got a uh, bone tomahawked. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's just like, and she's like, it's not gory enough. Mm. Like what? We uh, uh, make her watch bone tomahawk.
0: there. You, you oh man, visceral, visceral man. Oh damn. All right. So yeah, I recommend it too. Yeah. You know, it's got its problems, but it it's better than they're saying. Definitely better than they're saying. Yeah. So, yeah, it needs it, it needs some love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I but I, I don't I don't see them doing a sequel to this fucking movie how how, you know, bad it's doing. So, whatever. All right. So that's it for this one. Uh, the next movie we'll be talking about is uh The Pet Cemetery remake with uh, Jason Clarke. Right. Sometimes dead is better <laughs> sometimes dead is better <laughs> yeah all right so that's it man i'm out it's been a fucking long one all right all right bye, bye.